It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Off and running with the big show. Bob Quinn in-house today. Doug Cooper as well. We have a huge show lined up today. Doug, we're going to be talking to a cowboy coming up here not too long from now. It's going to be performing this weekend. I like to check in with these boys every once in a while. Also, uh, we're going to the talk rodeo to... rodeo cowboy? Yeah, you betcha. Bull Rider is going to be calling oh, us rider. here. Okay. Um, we uh, usually find one or two to talk to throughout the year. Um, hey, uh, Kelsey Suter is going to be joining us here coming up, too, at uh, 1210. And we have a huge announcement coming out of the pork producers here in the state. So we'll uh, keep that uh, uh, under our, our hat for a few minutes yet. Right now, though, Sue Martin is joining us on the telephone line, our market analyst of the day. Sue with Ag and Investment Services there. Um, Sue, uh the, the market, uh, well, I guess we're showing a little bit of recovery in soybeans. What's driving the market today? Well, the bean market, uh, first off, as, as it found a low in around the 9th of uh, April, there was some timing there for a low. This is a derivative of an 84-year cycle that should be putting in a low here in April. There's one more potential in August, uh, but maybe this one will be the low, and then that one's the secondary low. We'll see. But uh, we hit a 20-day moving average at 962, which the first time up to it is bound to be resistant. Then on top of it, you know, they changed the forecast in Argentina, showing some drier weather, even though they had had flooding up to a million hectares uh, affecting beans. The weather forecast was changing, and that helped break the market down fundamentally. You know, it's realistic that we can look at a bigger carryout this year if we have a trend line yield of 48 uh, bushels per acre. And then you look at uh, 48.9 or 48.5 million acres of beans, or I should say 89.5, and that certainly uh, could portend into a 600 million bushel carryout, Mm, uh, a very large one. And so the market does have a realistic reason to be negative. But on the same token, uh, we're coming into this time of the year. You've got uh, the uh, Antarctic Oscillation uh, bringing another round of cold weather across, uh, you know, Canada and on into the northern tiers of uh, the Dakotas. And so there's thoughts that wheat acres are going to shift into beans. But the market got was moving so fast it fell at dollar fifty seven off the highs. Yeah, and yeah, it so, did. You know, it needed to just catch its breath for a little bit, and then we'll see how this evolves. Corn doesn't have any news, you know, so to speak. Um, You know, the weather, do we have a weather market yet? No, we really don't. Again, that Antarctic oscillation is going to bring a round of cold weather across the major crop areas of South America this next week. But in the same token, we're supposed to turn nicer here, so maybe we can get some planting Hmm. done. I think we've got a market that's just kind of, kicking the dirt and killing time, for so to speak. But that cold weather in uh, Canada needs to be watched 
because it could bring some freezing temps across and hurt some winter wheat. When, when do you, what, what date do you think for, for freeze, Sue? Well, it doesn't really talk about a date per se, but it would be next week that we really okay. need to keep an eye on it. Um, I will say also our temps uh, for the like North Dakota, South Dakota, and parts of Minnesota are to cool as well right on into the 1st of May. So uh, that certainly needs to be watched. Uh, but as far as a weather issue, boy, we just don't have it. And there's just not a lot of other news out there except that the demand side of the equation is really good. We're, ex- we're shipping out more beans, um, not quite double, but more beans than what we did a year ago. And that's in the face of all these beans in South America. But the farmer in South America in Brazil is not selling his beans. He's hmm. hanging on to them because the dollar has been slipping and the price of beans took a break. So he's waiting for something. Um, that'll be back in our face at some point. But we are shipping beans out the door, and the commercial in the U.S. owns the major portion of beans. So that's not all negative there. Hey, Sue, uh, we're going to get a, a look ahead from you in about an hour and ten minutes. Uh, but uh, the background, I appreciate that, and I'm interested in the weather as well. So uh, we'll watch that uh, here, and even uh, maybe I'll take a longer look at the uh, the uh, longer-term forecast. How can we get a hold of you? What's your 800 number? Well, our number is 1-800-527-0051, and we'll talk to you later. Okay, so you're talking about an hour and ten minutes. Sounds good. You bet. So long. Sue Martin with us, uh, Ag and Investment Services, Doug. Um, wow, weather, uh, freezing temperatures. Next week, I guess that's not way out of the ordinary, but uh, no, it's it just lets you know we're going to cool down. Happened. Though, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, I'm kind of wondering about cooling down and uh, development of what we do get planted. So, hey, what's going on in the marketplace? Well, markets uh, are brought to you by Champion Seed and uh, Champion Seed of Iowa dot com. Check them out. Champion Seeds motto. And uh, they support everything that uh, you do, uh, Plant Champion Seed. And uh, <laughs> I had a mental blank here, and I can't believe I, I did. Plant Champion Finish Stronger is what I was trying to say. And uh, we'll run down some numbers for you. May corn, one cent higher, 362 and three quarters. A penny higher, July, 369 and a half. Penny and a quarter higher, September, 377. A penny and a quarter higher. And December new crop, 387 and a half. A penny and a quarter higher. That corn contract uh, did move to uh, in the red just a little bit around uh, 1030, 11 o'clock. Has moved back up just over a penny, as I just read. Soybean also moved back down a little bit but now is moving up closer to the highs than the lows may soybean 952 and three quarters six and three quarters higher couple of pennies away from the high and about a dime away from the low july 963 and a quarter six and three quarters higher august 964 and a half six and a quarter higher november soybean 960 and a quarter three and a half higher may soybean meal 311.60 60 cents down may soybean oil 3164 50 points higher. May wheat 423, a half a penny higher. Kansas City May wheat 421 and three quarters, two and a half higher. May oats 217 and three quarters, down a penny. Live cattle April 127.85, a dollar and eight cents higher. June 115.90, up 25. August 112.20, up 38. 
April feeder cattle, 138.33, down 35. May, 139.85, down 23. August, 142.38, up 20. Lean hogs, May, 66.35, 80 cents down. That contract never has much open interest. June, 70.42, a dollar eight lower. July, 71.90, down a dollar. August, 72.23, a dollar and 18 lower. May crude, 51.65, 76 cents a barrel down. Heating oil, May, 160 a gallon, down 2 cents. Gold down 10.30, silver down 7, and the Dow, 50 points down. Markets are brought to you by Champion Seed, ag tip number 72. No two seasons are alike. Champion Seed's pallet program is the best way to get a consistently strong performance for the long haul. Take advantage of the power of the pallet with Champion Seed. Well, we'll talk weather coming up here on The Big Show. Hey, we're back on the big show. Bob Quinn in house today. Doug Cooper as well. Doug, we were talking about this weather pattern that has been set up with uh, rain on Easter, and you checked in with Elwin Taylor about that. What you find out? <laughs> okay. If it rains on Easter Sunday, is that an indicator that there will be rain for seven more Sundays? Well, it could be. I asked that question of Iowa State University Extension Climatologist Elwin Taylor. This is called the Ember Day uh, tradition that we have indicators sometimes. And, of course, the sense that comes from that is we do know that the moon has some effect on the weather, just like it does on the tides of the ocean. Not as clear-cut as on the tides of the ocean, but the same physics behind it. In the areas that do have this lunar effect, that uh, is associated, of course, with when Easter occurs, at least the way that it's done in most of the world where the Roman Catholic method of calculating Easter is done. This year, just about everybody's Easter came on the same day, but that's a rarity. But it has to do with the when the full moon is. And so to the extent that the moon's gravitational effect influences the tides of the atmosphere that do result to some extent in precipitation in some areas more than others, that puts a a physical reason behind those ideas of what happens at Easter may actually have some influence on what will happen for the next month or two. So how do you see the next uh, few weeks as we look toward planning? The way things are looking right now, we anticipate that we're not going to go into a sudden dry condition. We may have a little bit of problem with planting, at least in some areas. We just encourage people to be a little bit patient because we think it's going to turn out to be an all right year, at least from the indications we have so far. There you have it. Elwin Taylor, Iowa State University, a scientific explanation of uh, what we heard about Easter and seven following rains on Sunday after Easter if it rains. Now, (laughs) he's not going to be upset with us if we put him to the test here and write this stuff down and check it out, is he? I told him I had it it on a notepad. 
and we're going to check every Sunday. Uh, rain, no rain, rain, no rain. We'll so, see. Uh, we'll we'll see. see how it goes. It's, it's all the moon. Stay with us. We're going to talk to uh, Cowboy coming to Des Moines coming up here. Hey, we're back with the big show. Let's talk bull riding right now, Doug. You know, it's an outfit that breeds our rodeo uh, animals right uh, not too far from us. Here, I got to get down there and try uh, try that uh, try that out. They've got a yeah, real, yeah, real yeah. tail. Th- it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In fact, I think they've got a picture of a bull painted on the I think, fence. You, I think you, need, uh, you need uh, to hire somebody to be your uh, double. Oh, I was thought he was going to say it's coaching. I said, well, I can get some no, coaching. Yeah. No, I, no I, I think don't think so. You might, you might harm the bull. I'll tell you what, the bull riders are coming to town this weekend. We have a young man on the telephone line with us. He's going to be at Wells Fargo Arena this weekend for the uh, PBR uh, bull uh, riding. And we we got to catch up with these guys once a year. On the telephone line with us uh, right now, though, is a young man who is from Texas. His uh, name's is it Brian? Brian, what's pronounce your last name for me. Tipman. Brian Tipman from, uh, let's see, it says uh, East Bernard, Texas. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How big is East Bernard, Texas? Uh, it's super little. All we have is a stoplight and a post office. How far is it from West Bernard, <laughs> uh, it's Texas? A probably, it's just south of Houston, probably about an hour south of Houston. Next, uh, Right next door to Houston then, huh? Yes, sir. Now, I'll tell you what, we, we, we're we going to have some fun with you here, too, but you do some serious things out there in the uh, arena that people like to come to uh, to see you. Uh, it says here, you sent a bio here, it says uh, you're five foot nine, weigh 130 pounds. Yes, sir. I wouldn't call that a huge person on top of a bull. No, sir, not at all. <laughs> now, uh, <clears throat> how'd you get tied up in this? Well, my grandpa and dad did, and it's kind of been in my blood, so it's Everything I wanted to do, I used to watch it when I was real little on TV all the time. So that's kind of everything I wanted to do when I went to school. That's what the teachers. That's what I told the teachers. That's what I wanted to be when I grew up. So I kind of stuck with it. Now, how old a fellow are you? I'm 29. 29 years old. And yeah. now, are, are you guys on a circuit that, that goes all over the country? Then. Yes, sir. Okay, so tell me how you, uh, what your season is like. I mean, do you do you get points uh, and and build towards a championship then? Yes, sir, exactly. You just build every single ride. You win money, and it builds on points. You get, like, per if you win the event, it's 80 points, and then it goes down on Richter scale, and then it all counts toward the end of the year, depending on the world finals are. Now, it says here that uh, you're fairly athletic. In fact, you were a football player at one time? Yes, sir. So you, and it said you had a scholarship offered at TCU. Yes, sir. I just wasn't very big, and I was pretty good in high school, and I wasn't going to be any bigger than what I am. I'm a small frame guy, and I figured it was my better off to just keep riding bulls than it would be to have to go up against guys every single day. No, no. <laughs> Wait a second here. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, what's, bulls are a little bit bigger than the, your opponent, opponent uh, football. Unless players, you're playing some pretty pretty big fellas. How, how yeah. much does that bull weigh? 
Uh, the bulls, most of the bulls in the PBR weigh from seventeen hundred to two thousand pounds. Well, that takes care of most linemen, except maybe what plays for uh, the Ohio State University. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, so. So you decided not to go for football, but play something a little safer, and that's uh, riding bulls, huh? Yes, sir. Well, I kind of went where my heart was. My heart was more into riding bulls, so I just kind of fell that fell along them lines, and just I knew that I could be great, and I was probably one of the best that was down here, so I just stuck with it. What happened the first time you were on a bull? The very first time. Uh, the very first time, I was a little bitty, little bitty fella. I kind of blacked out. And I don't remember nothing. I just remember it was so exciting when I got off. I wanted to do it again, but even though I didn't remember it under the ride. <laughs> <laughs> How many bones have you broken? I've broken quite a bit. I've broke my hip and pelvis about five years ago, both bones in my forearm, both collarbones, my rib, and a bunch of little bruises and scrapes along the way. Well, now that you've enticed us all into wanting to be bull riders, <laughs> you know, all, all kidding aside, it, it is, uh, it's fun to watch. It's exciting. I, I admire you guys for doing that. Uh, you, you do have a lot of fun hooping and hollering uh, as well. But uh, what are some of the, the finer points uh, that we should be looking for when you guys are riding? Uh, just be like the more y'all cheer, the more they come out and support us, the better it is. We're there to help the crowd and help to just we get we we feed off that. When, the more they are louder, the better we are. We feel more at home. But we're there to just sell tickets and have fun with you guys. How long? Uh, the ride's eight seconds. Eight seconds. Eight seconds. And then they'll bring back they'll bring back the top ten of the short round, which that'll be the top ten guys, the best guys of that night will go against the best bulls of that night. So you're judged by your talent to stay on, or does the bull have any relationship? Do they some bulls get more points to you than others? Uh, yes, they can, but they judge it on a, on a scale. Like the bull rider's fifty points, and then the bull's fifty points. So it's you and your bull. I'm not sure I could mutton bust for eight seconds <laughs> myself, but uh, like I say, we sure do admire you, and we like uh, we like watching that stuff. So uh, this weekend you're going to be here. Uh, where, where are you at now? I'm in Houston, Texas, just out there. I'm at home. I just kind of take some, we took some cows to the sale barn this morning. I'm just getting ready. I head out in the morning for the morning. Where'd you take the sale barn? I took a bunch of little heifers that are bred. And what'd you get for them? Can you tell me? I'm not there right now. I have a buddy that took them since I'm doing these radio stations. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you, whatever you got, if your buddy's there, it'd probably be minus a little bit for a carrying. Probably. Fee. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you betcha. Well, I'll tell you what, you're a good sport, and we're going to send a bunch of people over to see you. So we appreciate you talking with us a little bit, Brian. Awesome. Thank you all for having me. You Be- betcha. Best of luck. Thank you. Brian Tittman joining us uh, today here on the big show, Doug. There's a I don't suppose you tell nice those guys to man, break right? a leg before a performance. I wouldn't think so. Might bring him some bad luck there, Doug. What are you talking about? Good fella talking to us here. Hey, we're going to talk uh, more coming up here um, on the uh, big show. We're going to talk about the dairy industry and maybe some of the things they'd like to see in the farm bill. That's ahead. On we go with the big show. Bob Quinn, Doug Cooper in-house today. And, Doug, this is a huge day. Of course, we're all big show, or big days on a big show. But oh, we like to think so. But bigger yeah. day today. Kelsey Suter is on the telephone line with us. Kelsey with the Iowa Pork Producers. Kelsey, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Bob? Just waiting to hear what you're going to be telling me about right now because uh, you're kicking off what could be my favorite sporting event 
of all time. Sporting event. I like that. That's a first. And yeah, it's an exciting day for us. It's the 15th annual launch of the Iowa's Best Breaded Pork Tenderloin Contest. Hoo-wee, 15th annual event. Okay, so uh, t- tell me how we can nominate, because, you know, ev- everybody's got their favorite place to get breaded pork tenderloins. Yes, it's, we want to hear about them. So it's kind of an Iowa is, tradition, isn't it? It is, it is. I love that we started it 15 years ago, and it just it grows every year. It's a ton of fun, and we love hearing about everyone's favorites. Some people like thin and crispy, some people like thick and juicy, as long as you love it. We're happy, and we want to hear about it. So the easiest way to make a nomination is to go to our website, www.iowapork.org. Uh, scroll down a little bit. It's on the front page, the home page. Uh, just click on the link and, and type in your nomination. But, of course, there's there's ways non-electronically to submit a nomination, too, if you don't have access to Internet. So t- tell me how to do that. Uh, so we do have it in our Iowa Pork Producer magazine in May. It's going to be in the spokesman twice in the in the coming weeks. Um, And then, of course, you can just call our office, uh, 515-225-7675, and we'd be happy to mail you a form. So what are you looking for? What what, what should people be nominating? I mean, is there a secret uh, to this? Um, There's definitely not a secret, and there's, uh, I shouldn't say this on air, but there's more than one way to skin a cat. So uh, there's lots of ways to make a great tenderloin. So it could be beer battered, it could be breaded, uh, breadcrumb. Um, We're not looking for anything specific. Um, one criteria we do look for is that you can taste the pork. That's obviously something that we want to see. Some people like them pounded out really thin and crispy, and, and that's great if you like eating them that way. There's a lot of places that serve them that way, so just keep going back. Keep enjoying it. We love that. Um, but in this competition, we are looking for something that, that you can taste the pork characteristics and not just the breading and the oil. So th- there's no size restrictions in? No, there's not. Absolutely not. And it can be uh, anywhere within the state of Iowa. Yep. So d- do you have to have more than one nomination to to be judged? I mean, you, you certainly can't, although <laughs> I'd like to go out and judge them all, but you certainly <laughs> can't go out and judge all, all the places. We can't. And we learned that about three years ago. We had um, our, our original criteria was if you get more than three nominations, you will be in our judging. And uh, three years ago, we had 120 to judge. And it was it was a big undertaking to get around to judge all of those. So now um, we judge the five with the most nominations in each of our eight districts. So if you do the math, that's 40 tenderloins. And uh, because it's by district, they're going to be spread across the state, or across the state and, and representing small communities and large communities alike. Uh, so definitely if you're a restaurant owner, the best way to get in judging is to encourage your customers to nominate you. Hmm. You, you lost me here at the five <laughs> the, with the eight in. So uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> so how many nominations does it take to get to, to get judged? We get asked that all the time, and it really is going to vary a lot by what district you're uh-huh. So I know you said you lost me, Bob, but Iowa Pork, we have eight districts, north and south, east and west, central, et cetera. Uh, and so if you're at uh, District 1, which is going to be the northwest district, Okay. We hardly get anybody nominated from up there. So you might get in the judging by one nomination. If you're in the central Iowa area, Des Moines area, it's probably going to take more than one nomination to get into the judging. So it's really just going to vary on your location. 
So we actually did design a poster this year. It's downloadable on our website, uh, iowapork.org, and restaurants can print off this poster and display it in their restaurant for the next uh, seven to eight weeks and use that to encourage their customers to get online and nominate them. Kelsey, this is Doug. Do you use different judges for each district? Uh, That's a really good question. So we have two rounds of judging. Our first round is going to be done by our Iowa pork producer members, and they are going to vary across the state. We don't have um, one panel that goes around to all 40 of those restaurants. We do have, obviously, a judging form with uh, criteria that we're looking for and, and, and a point system in place. But it is going to be our pork producer members from across the state that are going to be the judges in round one. And then we'll narrow it down to the top five, and we'll have a panel of judges. And everyone's always asking me, how do I get on that panel? Uh, we have a panel uh, of, of four judges that go around and judge the top five all together as a group uh, in September. Do the restaurants know who they are when they come in? No. Nope, not not at that time. Um, when the, when the hmm. panel of four judges visit them, they're going to go in and order our tenderloin and sit down and eat it and not say anything. And then after... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They eat it. Then they will tell the manager or the owner, who's ever there, that they're in the top five and that huh. they've just been judged. Isn't that the berries? Hey, uh, can my old buddy Nick win over here again, or, or, or is he, can't he win, uh, win twice? Um, so he can't win for at least five years, and I would, so that's the rules, but I would say even beyond that, it's pretty unlikely that someone who's won our contest will win again, simply because there are just so many in the state of Iowa. We're seriously blessed with a breaded pork tenderloin on almost every menu and every tavern pub grill across the state. I mean, last year... 300 and let me give you the exact number 385 restaurants were nominated wow you know the old saying kelsey there's no such thing as a bad tenderloin in iowa no probably not in iowa but some (laughs) of them are a little better than others (laughs) we're kind of biased too okay so how much time do we have to get this done you have until june 7th to make your nomination so we're kicking it off today and running through June 7th and uh, get online there and uh, nominate your favorite pork tenderloin. Let me yes. guess, the winner announced in October? The new, yes, the winner will be announced in October. Just a wild guess. Yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it on <laughs> the big guess. show, right? <laughs> big show guys love to get out there and do that. That's my favorite big show of the year. Yes, we love having you guys there. That's a lot of fun. Okay, Kelsey, we're going to send a bunch of uh, nominations uh, your way. Thanks a lot for talking to us. Thanks, Bob. Have a great day. But, Doug Cooper, I'll tell you what. I can already see what you and I ought to be doing. We ought to be out consoling some of these losers the last few years that didn't quite make it. And we'll go out there and give them some tips on how to maybe break into that top five. I don't know. Uh, I just uh, love good tenor. Oh, man. Like you said, though, I don't think such thing is a bad one. No. When I was young... uh, Heidi Ho. Heidi Ho, I think, was the name of the of the little place in uh, Fort Dodge, south side of Fort Dodge. And they made these tenderloins that were 
Just they flattened them really yeah, good yeah, back in yeah. then. And I think they were a foot in diameter <laughs> on a small bun. <laughs> I had one last night. We were we were out last night, and I had a tenderloin last night that hung out about three inches all around the bun. Yeah. Oh, man, is that good eating. Tenderloin back out then, there. they were real thin, too, and yeah, crispy. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I like those, but I like the thick and juicy ones better now. They, they take them and they cut them and they, and they, they hand pound them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then they, they wrap them in, in whatever they wrap them in and drop them in that fryer. And if they're good, they taste like a cloud. I'll tell you what, a pork-flavored cloud. I love mustard on them and onions. That's one of the things I love raw onions on is uh, tenderloins. Well, we need to take a break. When we come back, Doug's going to talk markets here on The Big Show. Back with the big show. Hoo-wee, we've had a couple of big announcements today, haven't we? Talk a little bit to a cowboy that's going to fix us up with bull riding lessons. And then we got uh, uh, Kelsey on there talking about the uh, best tenderloin. Now, they call it the state's best tenderloin. I think we can extend it to the country's best tenderloin. because Of course, know. the best tenderloin has always been. Oh, you yeah. know, we created it. Hands down. Hey, Hands uh, down, other news. Doubt. I do want to mention the Leopold Senator looks like it's on his final days uh, Iowa legislature yesterday apparently passed a budget bill that is being sent to the uh, governor that eliminates the Leopold Center for Sustainable Agriculture mm. at Iowa State University. Uh, really sorry to hear that. Yeah, we talked that's, about that uh, earlier. That's so. disappointing. Son of a gun. Well, hey, what's going on in the marketplace? Marcus brought to us by Champion Seed. Ag tip number 72, plant a pallet or more of Champion Seed for a consistently strong performance this ag tip brought to you by champion seed of iowa.com and i want to look at some livestock market numbers now western iowa corn belt prior day hog report indicates that they had 4,545 negotiated purchases of barrels and gilts on a carcass basis yesterday. Weighted average 55.25.74 cents lower. 368 live sales reported. Weighted average 43.51. Two dollars and a penny lower. As we move to this morning's report, just after 11 o'clock, 1,690 negotiated purchases on a carcass basis. Weighted average, 54.26.99 cents down. 382 live sales. Weighted average, 43.28.23 cents lower. I don't know how long it's been since I've been able to read the Western Corn Belt and then the morning uh, hog report and all four, two uh, carcass-based reports and two live-basis reports were all trading without any confidentiality issues in between. Pork carcass cut out today, 205-pound pork carcass, $75.12, $0.36 lower. The five-day average, by the way, $75.06, six cents under the uh, current price. As I look at box beef information now, we see that uh, box beef numbers, choice boxes, 215.08, cents down. Select 202.51, 31 cents higher. That choice select spread now is $12.57. 
midweek, and uh, DTN analysts say they picked up some scattered trade in cattle in Kansas, $130 higher than last week's weighted average. Rest of the country remains quiet, so it'll probably be tomorrow or later for any significant trade volume to develop. Mark is brought to you by Champion Seed, ag tip number 13. No two seasons are alike. Champion Seed's pallet program is the best way to get a consistently strong performance for the long haul. Take advantage of the power of the pallet. Plant Champion. Finish stronger. Oh, man, Tractor Cade, Tractor Ride coming up just around the corner. I am looking forward to watching the world putt by me at about 12 miles an hour. Looking forward to getting back out in the fields. I think that's uh, not much for You can push that tractor that fast? Downhill. Downhill now. Okay, okay. You get that weight rolling downhill, and you're (laughs) doing pretty good. Hey, um, we've been talking, Doug, uh, with a lot of folks, uh, a lot of different organizations and stuff like that. Um, that have been uh, in uh, Washington talking about uh, Farm Bill, what they'd like to see maybe in the Farm Bill. Uh, we've heard from pork producers. We've heard from the uh, cattle producers. We've heard from corn and soybean guys. going to talk today to the dairy industry, and we're going to get uh, on the telephone line here. Uh, Larry uh, Shover talked with Larry here a little bit ago. In fact, we're going to try and hook up with Larry here pretty quick. Um, I think right now we're uh, kind of – Larry's got uh, his phone turned off on us. So, Larry, turn your phone back on. Uh, he's in uh, Delhi. He's president of the Iowa uh, Dairy uh, Association here, the Iowa State Dairy Association. Like I said, I visited with Larry a little bit ago, and um, he's uh, going to be talking with us here uh, coming up with uh, what's going on in the uh, dairy industry. In the meantime, though, let's uh, talk a little weather. And uh, picked up uh, another uh, quick quarter of an inch, uh, Doug, down at the farm, another quarter inch up at the uh, um, Big Show uh, corn plot. Now, that's not accounting for what happened uh, this morning. This was uh, actually uh, late yesterday, picked up a quarter inch of rain with the showers that moved through yesterday morning. Remember, they kind of went in and and then kicked off uh, in a hurry, so picked up a quarter inch there. I'd imagine we picked up maybe um, twice that much again today. When I drove in this morning, it appeared to me uh, that there was some pretty dark clouds south of Des Moines. Yeah, I think the southern half picked up uh, most of the rainfall so far. Weather on the Big Show being brought to you by the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers. Uh, They provide farmers with the tools they need to make responsible updates to their livestock farms and offer guidance to new farmers just getting started. Visit supportfarmers.com to find out more. Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers, your farm, your family. They're focused. That's Pretty good the rainfall. To support Iowa's farmers. Pretty good rainfall right now. Yeah. Just north of us, uh, looks like a Forest City, Northwood, Humboldt, uh, different places like that north. And over by Spencer, Sibley, you're getting some thunderstorms. It's been a uh, flash flood watch has been posted uh, with us for the last, uh, what, 12 hours or so. And it's going to be for the next 12 hours, too. So uh, particularly central and uh, southern Iowa. So we'll keep uh, our eye on that. And the weather guys are talking about another round of fairly heavy rainfall moving across about the same section that got it this morning. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Any idea what the temperatures are? I, I, my gut tells me we're starting to cool down a little bit. Uh, you would be correct, sir. Uh, northern Iowa 
Temperatures are in the mid-40s, 45 up in Spencer, Sioux City, 48 degrees. Sloan, a little warmer, 49. 47 in Hampton in rain, 46 in Forest City in rain. Mason City reports 47 in rain. Independence starting to get rain. They're 57, so as that system moves through, I'm guessing their temperature will drop also. Yeah. I'm- We're... 57 here in the central part of the state, southwest Iowa, 58, 59 degrees, southeast Iowa, low 60s. Well, we are going to uh, talk dairy, hopefully here a little bit uh, on the big show. Stay with us. On we go with the big show. Bob Quinn in house today. Doug Cooper along as well. Larry Shover joining us right now from Delhi, Iowa. Larry is president of the uh, Iowa Dairy Association or Iowa State Dairy Association. Larry, how you doing today? Oh, pretty well. Sorry you had trouble getting me on the phone there. But, uh... It's all right. Busy people, I understand that. In the dairy business, you guys are busy all the time. So uh, tell me, um, is, as far as... Uh, coming out of the Iowa State House this year, how do you feel about the sessions? I guess it's not over yet, but how do you feel the sessions winding down? We're doing okay in the dairy industry here. I think so. We didn't have a lot of uh, strictly dairy issues um, on the, on the agenda this year, but um, I guess one that was significant to us was the Leopold Center was um, defunded. Um, I guess the Iowa Nutrient Research Center will still do some of those projects. Perhaps um, the foreign animal disease funding going ahead uh, in the amount of $100,000 was less than they asked for, but I guess that will do some good. They can get a person to be the coordinator and have an advisory committee oversee it. And I guess at this point, the veterinary diagnostic lab at Iowa State uh, is not in the rebuild Iowa infrastructure fund budget. So Hopefully it'll be uh, reintroduced next year. They're, I guess they are undersized and out of date. Um, but all in all, I think um, at some point we would like to see more dairy processing in Iowa, especially in the eastern part of the state where uh, we've had through the years a number of uh, facilities shut. And then uh, now we're moving a lot of uh, milk out of, out of Iowa and there are less people bidding for it and lowers our price lower than uh, it can be anyway, and then we have to pay to get it to that first plant available. So that is a problem, but um, we hope that will mm-hmm. be rectified at some point. Now, Larry, you mentioned dairy processing, and that's that's something I, that I need to get my arms around a little bit here. Um, is there anything? Is there any expansion slated? I mean, have you heard of, about any expansion anywhere? Yeah, um, Wapsie Valley at Independence is doing uh, some expansion. Um, uh, Swiss Valley Prairie Farms, now Prairie Farms, is expanded uh, one plant somewhat, but it's pretty limited, and uh, it's hard to get a commitment from our either our private uh, uh, companies or our milk co-ops to because they want to be assured the plant's going to be full. So. It's always the question, which comes first, the production or the plant? Yeah. Um, Let let, let me ask you this then. Uh, Expand out to farm bills. One or two points that uh, 
uh, of, of interest for, for the uh, dairy guys that you're going to be sending to Washington? Yeah, we, um, one of the, the, the farm bill per se, um, we'd like to see the MPP program revised, um, that when they were finalizing it at the last time, remember that the, they'd had a dramatic change in dairy policy where we dropped the price support program, um, and, uh, eliminated the MILC payment and we changed to this insurance plan. Mm -hmm. But then at the last, uh, version of it, the, uh, I think the office of management and budget cut the feed, uh, formulas by about 10%. And that's just what has, uh, it hasn't been very useful to dairy farmers in last year's and the year before low prices. So that 10% would have brought, made it more viable because right now it's not real popular <laughs> among dairy farmers. Mm. So we, we paid more in uh, quite by quite a lot. And it's, it's helped the budget of the country, but not certainly to our, our dairy farms. Well, and, you know, here, here's another thing to, to, to think about, too, general uh, populace out there when, when we talk about dairy. Uh, we think about milk, of course, and, and your dairy products and, and cheese and, and uh, ice cream, things like that. But we also ought to be thinking about 30% of the beef supply. Uh, in other words, a lot of the ground product we uh, have provided through the dairy industry as well. That's right. We, uh, we, we, dairy is a, a dual-purpose uh, producer of food, if you will. And, and, of course, we're certainly high on the, the one we're sh first shooting for, the milk production. Mm -hmm. we, we're really encouraged by any new research, a lot of new research coming out reaffirming that milk is nature's most nearly perfect food with nine essential nutrients. And uh, we're finding that re rediscovering that fat is good for us, actually, and it sure makes it taste better. And uh, so that is, that's a win for us. Um, we'd like to, one of the things real current right now in federal, on the federal scene is they call it the Dairy Pride Act, uh, where they, we would certainly like the FDA to enforce uh, legislation that's already on the books against plant-based beverages, uh, right. appropriately calling the term their milk. Like almond milk or whatever else. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. They, 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 they infer that it's, it's uh, comparative in nutrition, and it's certainly not. Many of them don't have nearly the protein. The calcium isn't available. And it just isn't as good, and uh, but yet they try to copy the hmm. packaging of dairy uh, and so forth, and try to fool the consumer, if you will. So it's on the books. You say this is Doug. Uh, why, why? What's? Why aren't they enforcing it? It just, um, I, I don't know. A lack of effort, and for the last twenty years, we've seen a large growth here, and they never, um, they just, they, they. Uh, I think. It is defined, yeah, federal regulations, FDA, CFR 131.110, uh, defined milk as a product of a cow, with similar definition to a yogurt and cheese product. And yet they can put uh, milk and other, uh, infer that it's dairy on these other products that we call them nut juices. And I, I refer to that as the... That's the product and the people that drink it. Okay, <laughs> Larry, we, we may have just gotten you in you trouble. You got an there. opinion on Look, that, Larry? We, we, we may have gotten you in trouble a little bit there, but uh, hey, 
Larry, thanks for talking to us a little you bit bet. today. Thank we certainly appreciate in, it. Thank you for including us. <laughs> you uh, bet. We, we're, we value our dairy product. Our dairy herds are certainly important to the state of Iowa. Each dairy cow is, uh, contributes $23,460 of uh, direct and indirect economic impact to the state, and they're good for our environment, good for our communities, and uh, social structure. So we thank you for your time. You betcha, Larry. Larry Shover with the dairy folks here, Del High, Thanks, uh, Iowa. Boy, he took us right up the edge there and then pushed us off, didn't he? <laughs> hey, stay with us. We're going to talk markets uh, coming up here. back with the big show yeah i'll tell you larry's a breath of fresh air wasn't he that was all right stuff there hey uh doug we need to talk a mark talk markets here markets are brought to us by champion seed farming goes back generations but now it's your turn make it count plant champion sue martin joins us now from Hagen investments in my favorite town of all time webster city iowa and uh wow we got some interesting things to talk about, and uh, you're talking about weather yep. earlier. Yep, absolutely. The um, uh, weather forecast for, you know, this week is rain into Friday. Then we turn good for about, I want to say, maybe five days or so. And then we come back with some chances of more rain in the forecast. The um, Temperatures, uh, as we get more into next week, should cool down a little bit as well, um, according to the sources we use. And I will say uh, today at uh, midday, the GFS model really didn't make much change to that. It did get wetter for parts of the Central Plains, uh, April 26th and 7th, and rain was increased from western and central Nebraska through east-central Colorado and nearby locations in western Kansas. But that might be a little on the overdone side. Rain was also increased uh, for intensity in southern Indiana and Ohio for the latter part of next week, and then uh, reduced in the central plains through South Dakota and the remainder of the Corn Belt for May 1st through the 3rd. So uh, the thought is that's probably a little on the too dry side. The one thing I noticed was is this uh, Atlantic Oscillation Index uh, is tending to indicate that we could be looking at a summer that may actually end up being more warmer and drier. And so we'll see, because there are some weather sources that don't agree with that, but there's others that have good credibility that think that way. We'll have uh, to be watching very closely to uh, to all of that. Uh, certainly weather is always a key factor, good and or bad. But, you know, you wet period, then only a five-day dry period. going to have to use a couple of those dry days to let it, let the ground uh, soak up all the, the moisture before you can get in there. Absolutely. And, you know, right now it's still just past the middle part of I think April. I'm just going to say. We really don't have a, a weather market going yet. But if you turn the calendar over and you get into May, all of a sudden concerns of less corn acres, more bean acres, because we know that in the southeastern side of uh, uh, South Dakota, they're vented more towards beans. North Dakota's uh, tipping back more towards beans, not only because of uh, maybe potential of weather forcing that hand, 
but bankers are a little concerned. Their um, cost of inputs, they're basically uh, trying to push the farmer into beans so he's not putting as much money into inputs because they lost money last year. Um, you know, the, the winter uh, snow melt was, lasted a little longer up there so in North Dakota, so that's pushing even wheat acres back towards beans. So it's, it's all of that combined. But really the market is chewing on the same news that it's been chewing on for quite some time. All right. Well, uh, let folks know how they can get a hold of you, Sue, here. We're just short of time now. Our number is 1-800-527-0051, and you all have a great day. Hey, thanks so much. Sue Martin, Agon Investments in, in Webster City. And uh, just give you a quick rundown here of basis information, $0.08 cents under May corn for ADM and Cedar Rapids for uh, November. November, I can't read my writing. Now through the first half of May, four under uh, at Clinton through uh, the first half of May. Cargill, Eddyville, 18 under for April delivery, 16 under for May first half. First co-op Cherokee, 46 cents under May, April, May delivery. Gavlon Grain, 34 under for April, May delivery. Soybean, 28 cents under the May contract, April, May delivery. Cargill, Cedar Rapids, Cargill, Iowa Falls, 38 under, April, May delivery. First co-op Cherokee, 87 under May, April, May, June, July, and August delivery. Gavlon Grain Creston, 68 under May for April May delivery. ADM Des Moines, 45 under for April delivery, 55 under for May. Bungie West Council Bluffs, West Coast of Iowa, 55 under May for April delivery, 65 under for May delivery. Marcus brought to you by Champion Seed with the promise of a new season and the power of a new generation. That is Heritage Reinvented. Visit championseedofiowa.com to learn more. Plant Champion any stronger well about five minutes away rush limbaugh will be entering the studio papers ruffling in the background and your chance to win make your wallet great again is just ahead hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.